My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, property sourcing profiteers, anybody out there in the property world who is sourcing deals for profit, this is the podcast for you. It is, and property sourcing profiteers, Team PSP. What strange times, strange times we live in. At the time of recording this, beginning of May 2020, we are still deep, deep into the crisis. Um, I'm, I understand normally that these uh, episodes should be evergreen, so you never know. They are timeless, right? But I just feel constrained in this weird, weird, weird time, weird time. Uh, and these are going to be very particular episodes that we're going to look back on, hopefully, whenever you know times return to relative normality um, and, and smile, because you know we've been locked down, if that's the term, in house arrest for about six weeks now. It's starting to take its toll, team. I don't know how you're feeling. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Tell you how it's affected me. I've been acutely aware of my mortality. Yeah, you know, we've been watching the TV. Never really thought about it before. At some point, I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't want to go. I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going. So I've been working on myself, team. I've been looking at my diet. Spent too much time on YouTube looking at my diet. <laughs> yeah, I've been buying stuff. Because uh, they still deliver it to your door, right? You can't go to the shops, really. But they deliver all this stuff, right? So, vitamin C, I'm on it. Who knew? Vitamin C. Cool. Anyone drinking apple cider vinegar out there? What's, what is that about? <laughs> apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I'm on it. I have a swig. <laughs> can't do it neat, team. Um, need to provide a health warning for this. No, don't do it neat, you know in a big cup of water with um, honey. That's how I'm doing it. I'm trying to keep myself fit and strong. I want to live forever. I don't want to go. I'm having too much fun. I've got to talk to you guys every week, right? Some of you might be waiting for my new episode, whatever I'm dealing with that particular week. I know it sounds a bit strange, but some of you may be. So, um, weird times. Weird times. So Thursday evening, the whole street is out. You know, banging, banging saucepans. They've started honking horns where I live. Don't know. Are they honking horns on Thursday at eight o'clock? Wasn't sure. Gave my neighbour a bit of a shock. He, he went for a run, got home just after eight o'clock. Thought he was being applauded all the way down the street. That's it's not for you, for the NHS. God bless them and everything they've gone through. So strange times. How have you reached out? Have you reached out to family and friends? You know, my mum is 86, fit as a flea, you know, really good health, lives on her own, can manage everything. She's a bit bonkers, but she's been bonkers since she was 26, you know. So I speak to my mum probably more than I spoke to her before. Uh, that's something I need to keep going because I think, I think she values the phone calls, you know. And it's not very difficult for me. I just ring up and say, hi, mum, and then she... she She'd be great at podcasting. She just rattles things off for 25 minutes. <laughs> then I say, uh, okay, mum, glad you're okay. I'll, I'll ring you tomorrow. Uh, so that's kind of how it goes. Uh, but have you reached out, you know, people who maybe you haven't spoken to for too long? 
ring them up. Ring them up. That's what I've been doing. I mean, not everyone, obviously, in my uh, contact list, but I've been ringing people up, reaching out, rekindling old friendships. People I was really close to, like, years ago. I haven't spoken to them for years. I mean, I see occasional posts on Facebook, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, ring. Pick the phone up, guys. Pick the phone up and reach out. We're all in this together, right? Maybe we've lost something, but maybe we've gained something. Interesting. So, deal packaging. Deal packaging. Let's talk about the business team. Uh, and I have been talking about business. Been talking about business quite a lot. So, we've launched our online desktop deal packaging training. Uh, it works. It works. People are using it and it works. It's taken me decades to drag myself into the 20th century. But, Desktop deal packaging. Packaging in your pants. That's what I wanted to call it. They wouldn't let me. Couldn't call it packaging in your pants. So desktop deal packaging. That's what we're doing. I've launched that. If anyone's interested in that, you can reach out to me. Um, I will get you enrolled. And then what happened was I'm talking to people who are new to deal packaging now. Either they've done the desktop training or... They've done a bit of training with me over a period of time and, and you know, initially were pretty inactive. They didn't do anything with it. But now, of course, it's um, it's a strategy that's going to work and work, work seriously well once we return to relative normality. I mean, you can do it now, guys. You can source. You can source deals now. You can talk to investors now. I know because we are doing it in our deal packaging business. Uh, there are friends all over the country who are doing it. So, um, activity. Do you know what? Activity is the key. Activity is the key. Put yourself in danger of doing some deals. That's what you need to go and do. So, um, not naming any names, but I've had several conversations, several mentoring calls with mentees who have been through the process um, and now have decided. They want to jet propel their deal packaging business forward. And that's cool. So how motivated are they? You know, are they just sort of tiptoeing around the edges or do they want to get stuck in? So these are the sort of questions that I get asked. I get asked, um, yeah, I'm on it, Dave. I'm on it, Dave. I, I need a website, though. How do I set up my website? Okay. Um, actually, don't need a website. I haven't really got a website. So, okay, right. Triangle of Trust team, right? You will. If you search hard enough, you're going to find out there a website for me in my deal packaging business. But when you find it, you will understand that it is honoured only in the lack of use, right? And I don't update it, and it's way out of date. I think, I think it's two pages in Latin. <laughs> I know, I seldom, I seldom anymore get, you know, very elderly Roman centurions wanting to buy deals in Ashton Underline or wherever. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. So um, I have a website, okay, full disclosure. But you don't need it. I don't need it. I don't use it. Very few people approach me through it. Um, but you certainly don't need it day one. Here's a question. David, I'm a bit worried about VAT. How do I manage my VAT, do I add it onto my fee? Do I count it in the numbers 
when I present my deals to the investors, because obviously that'll affect the gross yield and return on your capital. And then VAT, I'm worried about VAT. Here's the truth, team. You haven't done a deal yet. You haven't generated an invoice. You haven't charged a fee. Don't worry about VAT at this point. Because whatever your chosen trading style, albeit as a sole trader or as a limited company, my understanding as um, I produce this podcast episode is that you can turn over £85,000 worth of deal packaging fees before you have to register for VAT. You can register at day one, right? But, you know, I wouldn't. Why would you? You know, do you know you're in this for the long term? Are you going to do 85 grand's worth of um, fees? No reason why you shouldn't, right? What is that, 85 grand? Let's have a think. Depends what sort of deals that you're doing. For me, it's about five deals, maybe. Average fee, 15, 15 grand, something like that. Uh, if you're doing single let, buy to lets around the country, five grand a deal. You, you can do the maths. I'm only saying you can do the maths because in my head I'm struggling to do the maths as we speak. <laughs> is it 15? 15 fives? Whatever that is. You can do 15 deals before you have to worry about VAT. Now, I want to make this absolutely clear. Serious voice. Okay. You should register for VAT when you need to register for VAT. I want to make that absolutely clear. Okay. But day one, you haven't got an investor, you haven't got a deal. I don't think VAT is top of our list of worries. You've got other things to worry about. Like, for instance, here's a question. What should my fee structure be? Okay, let's get you into the position where you're going to charge a fee. Then we can give you feedback on your fee structure. What's it going to be? Single let, HMO, lease option deal. Lease options. You should think about lease options. I'm going to do an episode. I think I threatened you with this last time. <laughs> I'm going to do an episode on packaging and selling lease options because that's going to become very powerful after we are let off the leash and we're allowed out there again. So what should my fee structure be? Don't wait. Just find a deal. Find, let's, do, let's do the important stuff, right? Do the important stuff. David, which is the best CRM for me? I used to work with somebody in a former life, right? In a former life, I'll tell you a little bit about my black period team, right? I have had various black periods in my life. Uh, I won't go all the way back to 1954, but <laughs> I remember very well, there was a black period in my life where I sold life insurance. Yes, I was a life insurance salesman. I was. <laughs> and... um you know, it went okay. I didn't really enjoy it. It was very um, ad hoc for me. It sort of filled a gap between coming out of retail and going into property. That's when I did it. That's it, I came out of insurance and went into property. I thought that was the way forward. So there's a serious point there. But the question about CRMs, well, which CRM? Podio, Insightly. What about less annoying? Or, go, or should I go in? So Infusionsoft, all in, £400 a month, whatever. Right. First of all, use a free stuff team. Secondly, use any of them. They're all good. They all have challenges. They've got different challenges, right? But they are all good. Pipe drive. See, that popped up recently. Yeah, any of them, just pick one. Pick one and use it. The important thing is use it. 
That's the important thing. But you do not need a CRM for one deal and one client. You don't. You know, I'm a bit old school, grammar school guy, right? You could do that on a bit of paper, team. You can. I know. I know. It's very old school. Pen and a bit of paper. Grammar school boys and girls. We could change the world with pen and paper. They won't let us do it anymore. You have to use a CRM. So that is cool. Okay, so here's what I believe. All of these questions are about procrastination, about giving you something to do to stop you doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, so I'm going to get in now. Activity. Activity is key. I'm going to give you activities that you could do if you're just starting out, or even if you're not starting out, but you press the pause button during these unpleasant times because you think you need time at home to rest and recuperate. You've had six weeks now, guys. Time to get ready again. So what can you do? Here's no, top of the shop, number one. Pick a phone up, guys. Pick a phone up. Why don't you pick a phone up and ring somebody? Who should I ring, David? I'll tell you what, who I rang this morning. I was de absolutely delighted. <laughs> I um, My professional indemnity insurance is up for renewal. Okay, so I got renewal terms through and I had a couple of queries on it. And I rang the broker who's do, who deals with this for me, a very nice young man called Sam. He answered the phone. He answered the phone. I was not expecting him to answer the phone. Right. I only rang because I thought I'd get some answer phone message. The office has closed uh, during the current situation and we won't be open again till 2030. Right, something like that. Right, uh, but no, he answered the phone. He was he was chuffed that somebody rang up. No, the phone hasn't rung apparently in his office for days. He's sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. So that was cool. Here's the truth, guys: estate agents are in the same boat. Estate agents are in the same situation. Ring an estate agent. Now, here is what you will get, and the reason I can tell you this because I've been through the experience as well. Right. When you ring estate agents at the moment, sometimes you will get a message that says they are closed for the time being. See you in the next millennium. You, you will get that. You'll hear that. But keep going. Don't stop and say, oh, they're all shut. That one was shut. They're all shut. No, no, because that's not how it rolls. Ring an estate agent and someone is going to answer the phone at some point right? Move on to the next one, move on to the next one, move on to the next one. So maybe prepare 15, 20 numbers and just rattle through the numbers till someone picks up. Here's what will happen when someone picks up. And um, a friend of mine who's really new to deal packaging, though not to life, right? He's got significant life experience, but new to property, new to deal packaging. Here's what happened. He went through the process. He rang a few agents. Somebody answered the phone. They were delighted, delighted to hear from him. He explained that he's a property investor himself. He is, right? And he explained that he's sourcing for other people. He's got investor friends who want to buy as well. Did they have any common ground? The estate agent was chuffed, and they got deep into Areas that she recommended for investor purchases, right? So although he was a bit new and he wasn't sure exactly on what postcodes and what roads you should go to, right, she guided him. She told him where the best letting places were, where the best areas were to get the best tenants, what I meant. She told him where the best value was. She told him where she would buy 
if she was investing in property, right? There was a masterclass on his gold mine area just by picking up the phone, right? And now she's going to send him stuff that is coming in, might be off market. Okay, and all he did was pick the phone up. Now, I say all he did, because actually sometimes I think that's huge, picking the phone up. Pick the phone up. Just go direct to people. People will respond, especially in the current crisis, okay? So estate agents, you can ring estate agents and start building those relationships. Here's something you can do to move you forward in your business. Okay, what else can you do? Let's, let's focus on marketing. Let's get our marketing sorted out now, today. What do you mean by marketing, David? Well, estate agents is marketing, right? But let's get into classified ads, right? This stuff is free, guys. You can sit and do it. Why don't we go to write these down? Not if you're driving or doing anything else that could threaten your physical well-being, trying to take notes while I'm speaking. My head is going through a million scenarios that you might be doing. Slicing things. Be careful, right? Put the knife down before you make notes. Okay. Gumtree. What's the matter with Gumtree? If you go into the rental section, property rental section in Gumtree, who are you going to find in there? Advertising property. There's two options. Mainly, you're going to find landlords invest, uh, advertising their properties because they want tenants. Particular at the moment, they want tenants. Or you're going to find estate agents, letting agents, masquerading as landlords, pretending they're landlords, but they're actually promoting uh, lettings from their own um, lettings agency. Now, are people moving in and out of houses today? I met somebody, a good friend of mine, that does check-ins and check-outs and inventories for local estate agents. Uh, and here's what he told me. So initially, it was very restricted. You know, when the lockdown came in, uh, it was key workers. It was people in extreme circumstances that needed accommodation. They were allowed to move those sort of people in and out. Okay. What he's telling me now is that... It's broadened out. I mean, it's all gone without saying, but people are moving, right? People are moving. They're moving themselves. They're doing it all through social distancing. They, you know, the goods and chattels are moved out, and then the next person moves in. Apparently, they leave 72 hours between move-outs and move-ins. Thorough forensic clean of every apartment. This is what he told me, right? I believe him. So... Marketing, why don't you in Gumtree? And there's other similar resources, spare room, open rent. Why don't you ring them? Talk to some landlords. Tell the landlords what you're doing. Is this a good time maybe for a landlord to get out of the business? So if you had tired landlords before, before all the lockdown, before all this malarkey happened to us, maybe this is a straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe you're going to find landlords who really, really want to get out now, who are just fed up with the whole thing. you know. And who knows how we're going to have to manage inflows and outflows of tenants going forward. So Gumtree, ring them up. Spare room, open rent. Okay, you, thought you can 
Right, off Gumtree, here's what, here's, here's what I would do. I would go on Gumtree. Um, now, if you're like me, <laughs> I would just start at the top of the list on Gumtree and start ringing them, okay? But what's going to happen is people aren't going to answer the phone and then you go have conversations and people aren't want to talk to you. Then they might want to talk to you, but they don't want to talk to you now and all that sort of thing. So start, um, start, start a spreadsheet. Google, Google Sheets. It's free. Start a spreadsheet. Uh, put in the landlord's name, because you've spoken to them, right? The phone number, what the house is, number of beds, what the rental value is, what the value of the property is. Who knows? Right, and um, you know, then you know who they are. You can ring them back. Right, make a list. So if you make twenty phone calls, you might talk to ten, twelve people. The other eight, don't lose them. Right, make a spreadsheet. You you can you can contact them. Um, Facebook, Facebook is brilliant. So the Facebook ads you can do, but you know that's money. You're going to spend money. I want you to have free stuff. What about Facebook Marketplace? I'm a big fan these days of Facebook Marketplace because they advertise, people advertise properties to, to rent on Facebook Marketplace and also to sell. I know you can sell a house on Facebook. Who knew, right? Uh, and um, the really cute thing that I like about Facebook, because, you know, they know who we are and they, they set it all up for us and they want us to use these facilities, right? The thing on Facebook Marketplace is you get a little box. Well, it's not so little. It's quite brightly lit. You can't miss it, okay? You can send the landlord or a seller a message on Facebook Messenger, okay? Add it to your spreadsheet. Add it to your Facebook um, Marketplace spreadsheet. And you can start talking to the vendor and or landlord immediately by sending a message. Why don't we do some marketing? Why don't we do it? Right. One thing's for certain, guys, if you don't do any marketing, you ain't going to get no deals. So all of this stuff is free. You're sitting at home. You're not doing very much, baking, whatever. Obviously, I can't eat cake anymore. You know about my um, health regime I've set in place. Protein shakes. I've got protein shakes, team. I'm drinking their meal replacements. <laughs> I don't know what's more unpleasant, unpleasant when they go in or when they come out again. Not nice. Not enjoying the process of not. But they, you know, it works. Um, you know, I'm dropping a few pounds. I am. Hopefully, I'll be able to keep it off at the end when I go back onto real food, solid food. Um, but here's the truth of it: you restrict your calories to a thousand calories a day, you're going to drop some weight. Um, that sort of smacked me in the face the last two, three weeks. That's what I need to do. So, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to have affected my health. I'm, I'm here quite happy and hale and hearty. Anyway, back to the back to marketing team. Enough about me. You've heard all that. So, Facebook Marketplace. Why don't we... Here's the thing. Why don't we put our direct mail um, campaign together? Why don't we do that? You've got time to do it. You have. You can go in and scrape the portals. Got a vision of that protein drink again for some reason when I said that. Uh, yeah, scrape the portals. So you're looking for properties that have been on the market for more than 90 days. Maybe they've been reduced by at least 15%. 
Maybe they look a bit run down from the pictures. Maybe you can find them for sale and for rent at the same time. What does that mean, team? What's the advantage there? Lease options, guys. We can rent to rent now and put in place the uh, opportunity, but not the obligation for our investors to buy at a fixed price to a price that's been fixed today. That works, right? Lease options. So have a look online. Start scraping data. Start building another spreadsheet. Oh, now, who'd have thought? Me. Talking about spreadsheets. But they work, right? And also, if you've got spreadsheets <clears throat> that you can seamlessly use, all of the online tools and apps to get your uh, letter campaign, whatever campaign you're running out there, you know, if you link it up, and then, you know, I might do another episode on this. Me doing an episode on apps and technology. Mr. Blind leading Mr. Blind here. Right, but here's the thing. A lot of you guys know more about this than me, right? Um, however, I, I've got it now. I've got it now. So a spreadsheet into a tool like Zapier, into a tool like Globiflow, into a tool like MessageBird. I don't know what these things are. I'll just say the names out loud. No, I, do. Oh, I do. I do know what they are. And then they can go direct. And you can do a mail merge into your direct mail campaign. This stuff works like magic. I, did, I you know. I th I've thought for years, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a tool that did this, and the tools were there, and I didn't know they were there. Okay, I didn't understand how they work. So why not get our direct mail campaign? Write your letter, your handwritten letter. Let's do this now. Handwritten letter to a vendor, red ink on yellow paper. You don't have to handwrite them all, guys. Get your um, handwriting copied by calligrapher.com. You work out how to spell it. Calligrapher.com. Uh, because what's happening is vendors are getting wise to fonts that you find on computers now. You know, even handwriting fonts, they're going to say, oh, that's computer generated. Use calligrapher.com and it will sort out your own handwriting. You have to write a few sample words and letters and stuff like that in, and then it will just reproduce your handwriting. How cool. You can go around signing checks for people. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, direct mail. Why don't we put that together? Okay, so you can extract your data. You can print out your letters. You can put them in the post. You can do that now. You can do that. And here's the thing about direct mail. Direct mail works. If it's properly targeted, direct mail works. If you've got the right letter, direct mail works. If you put it together properly. So why am I, why am I stressing the properly bit? Okay, so a lovely couple of mentees I've been working with. Lovely, lovely people. They're going to be hugely successful in property. They are, right? But we recently had a Zoom-ish type call, I think. Uh, about what was going on and they were saying you know they were very disappointed with their direct mail campaign it didn't produce the results um, so we get between seven to eleven percent pickup rate on our direct mail letters which for any of you who've done cold calling or direct mail in the past cold you will know that's pretty strong you know so um 
you know, for a hundred letters that you send out, if you're getting seven to eleven leads from it, um, and if you do two hundred letters a month, that's what fourteen to twenty on the way to 20 leads, if you get 20 leads in, you're going to have one, two deals in there. You are. You you just are. I mean, it's it's a numbers game, right? But they weren't getting those results. So I said, well, tell us exactly what you're doing. Are you doing it like this? Well, we didn't do it quite like that because, you know, we thought we'd do it like this. I said, are you doing that? No, well, we thought about that, but, you know, it seemed a little bit more work, so we thought we'd do it like this. By the time we get to the end of the process, they're not actually following our process at all. There's a whole new process uh, that they've put in place, actually repeating mistakes that we learned years ago, which is why we don't do it that way anymore, right? So don't reinvent the wheel, guys. If you find something that works, our direct mail campaign works. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. Obviously, put your name and phone number on the letter. You know, take my number off. Otherwise, they're going to ring me, right? But other than that, it's all yours. So direct mail. Direct mail works. David, how do you find the address? How do you find the address? If you want to send a, I want to send a direct mail letter to a particular house. But do you know what? The estate agent doesn't put the whole address on when they advertise the house. That's true. They're very sneaky, some of these estate agents. They are. Okay, so there's a couple of things you can do. You can ring up the estate agent, ask for the address, tell them you want to do a drive-by. What's the what's the number? Of that? What is the number? I'm going down whatever street it is. You know, what's the number? Just want to do a drive-by in my you know hour a day when I'm allowed out. Yeah, they might not fall for that. So here is a way you could do it. Go on to Right Move. Look at listings on Right Move. And just below the pictures and the details of the property, you will find some tabs. You might find floor plan. You might find um, street view. You might find schools right in the area. You don't want those. Don't click on those. Not at this particular moment. You want market information. There's usually a tab that says market info. And if you click on that, it will give the sale history of the house. So you can see that this house sold. I'm making these figures up now. 2015 for 150 grand, whatever. Okay, uh, and then you click on that link, and it will take you through to um, the land registry sold prices. And if you go, you come out of that, and you go to the sold prices on land registry, which is all free. Okay, it actually, and you get you you it it transfers across, right? You don't have to do any work. Okay, just click click it click in. It will give you the um, full postcode and it will give you the building number. Okay, so you can do it from land registry. So let me make this absolutely clear. Market info. It'll give you sold prices. Now, it won't do it 100% of the time. If, if, you know, if the house hasn't been sold for 50 years, you're not going to find it. But normally, there's sold prices. Click on that line. Click on the following link to Ham Land Registry. It will give you the full postcode and the number of the house. You got it from sold prices. Right move sold. Right move sold is the way forward. <coughs> what if it's not on there? How else could you do it? Well, some estate agents will include uh, the full details of the EPC. Now, if you're going to market a house, uh, any estate agent will include the details of the EPC, but some of them 
sneaky little tinkles. They obscure the address on the EPC. Uh, now, the EPC register is free, um, but you need the address to search the house. So, right, try the EPC. If the estate agent is generous or a little bit clumsy, right, you might have it on the EPC. So you've got, how can you do it? You can do it through right move sold. You can do it through EPCs. Um, over and above that, Google Maps and go stalking the house up and down the street, look popping over wheelie bins, looking through, you know, sideways, all that malarkey, right? There's always a way, okay? So the first two ways are really, really quick. It's just a few clicks on your mouse, and um, the Google search thing could take you a few minutes. Ideally, we don't want to go there. So you can do all this stuff. You can do all this stuff. You can get deals. You can get properties lined up that meet the criteria of your investors. How do you find investors? So I've already done episodes on this, right? Have a look back through the, I don't know, 85, 90-ish episode. I'm coming up from my 100th edition team. Got to think of something special. If you can think of something special for my 100th edition, um, drop me a message. I'd love to know. I want to, I want to do something really special for the 100th edition. What should we do? Cool. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. The, the main thing I want you to pick up from this episode has been activity, activity, activity. Keep yourselves busy on your property business. That's the key. Do all the free stuff. Get your um, important, important tools in place and then start using them. Pick up the phone, scrape the data, Sort out your direct mail campaign, all the rest of it. You're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Time for my next protein shake. I'll see you all very soon. Keep safe. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.